Segabits presents Sega Talk, a podcast talking all things with your hosts, George and Barry. Look, it's a giant talking egg. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the master Welcome to Sega Talk, episode 51. On this episode, we are going to be talking about the Dreamcast classic, Choo Choo Rocket. But before we get to that, I want to introduce my co-host with the mo-host, George. Hello, everyone. And in case you guys don't know, we are on Patreon. You can support us. If you support us at certain tiers, you get certain benefits. You get the show a week early. You get to pick what we cover. In fact, our last episode, which was episode 50, we covered Sonic 2, which mm. was a Patreon patron choice, and they're already pitching the next one, so oh. we're, we're in talks with them about that. They they really like to not only pick the game, but say like when we do it, and okay. I, never, I never said that's a perk, but I'm making it a perk. You know, like if you're like, oh, on my birthday, could you talk about Snail Maze? I'd be like, yeah, sure. That's if you awesome. wanna, if you want, <laughs> you really want to talk about snail snail maze, but uh, or if you want a number, you know, we still have a lot of good numbers coming up, like you know, sixty nine. Obviously, feel the magic. That's a yeah, great right? game. Yeah, that's happening now. Yeah, it has to. <laughs> um, so if you're wondering why we're covering Choo Choo Rocket, there's nothing really timely about it. To be honest, uh, last episode was two hours long. And mm. this one, I don't think is going to be two hours. So this is almost like a vacation episode for us. Um, <laughs> so I'll, but you never know. We might talk for like an hour just about like the blue choo-choo. You know yeah. what I mean? I already have a lot of things to say about it. Me too. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff he's actually said online. I brought up some old tweets. So it's going to be a cancel, a cancel of uh, choo choo but we'll get yeah. into that. Uh, so, Choo Choo Rocket, it is an action puzzle game from Sonic Team. It released to the Sega Dreamcast on November 11th, 1999. Mm. The game came to America on March 7th, 2020, and Europe on May 12th, 2020. That's wrong. 2000. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wow, they took a long no, time. No, you guys, it was the longest delay. <laughs> wow, people are tuning out already. Uh, Choo Choo Rocket was both a puzzle game and a four-party player party game, and both styles were wildly different despite using the same elements. So, what are your earliest memories of Choo Choo Rocket, and which do you prefer, the slower thinking man's game or the hectic multiplayer? And remember... As I said, this game just came out this year, so I don't know why you would forget about it. I played this game mostly <laughs> single player. Um, this is actually not one of the games I didn't play on the internet. When, like, there's like a few games I played. It was like Quake Three Arena was probably where I spent a lot of time in because I was kind of impressed by the game. And uh, Fantasy Star Online, actually, that's mm-hmm. probably number one. And then uh, NFL, one of the NFL Two K, I think Two K One. Um, okay. So those are the ones I played the most of online when this whole thing was happening. So I didn't play the multiplayer too much, even offline. I don't even I didn't even know if they had offline multiplayer, but I played a lot of the single player on this, which is kind of weird because everything I remember from this game, and like at least marketing standpoint, it was that it was an online game. Like that was the right. marketing behind it, and it actually I thought had a lot of marketing behind it because it was kind of like a double edged sword. It was actually there to promote SegaNet really 
Yeah, that's very true. So, yeah, my earliest memory was the fact that this was really the first non-Sonic Sonic Team game that I picked up because I was not buying into the Saturn. I really was a Genesis gamer who went right to the Dreamcast. And so when I saw that Sonic Team was making this game, I was like, well, I got to pick this up. I love Sonic. And it was just, it was, uh, it was a real time suck. Like it takes, it just like, it's, it's so, it's so time consuming, um, regardless of the mode. And for me, it was just, it was a, a cheap game to pick up like 30 bucks. So that was new to me as well. I was kind of like, is this the future of games? Are they going to be this cheap? This is awesome. I'm going to own more games now. Um, I also, another early memory I have is actually playing online. Um, eventually on the show, we will talk about SegaNet. I think we could do a whole SegaNet episode, mm-hmm. um, Sega Online Gaming. But correct me if I'm wrong, but we didn't have to pay for online multiplayer at this point. No, it was, if you had a dial-up connection, it was free to play, but they had their own branded dial-up connection, which went through AT&T or, or another company. And right. they called it SegaNet, but it wasn't a paid service, no. No, no. They and I remember at the time people were using Net Zero because mm-hmm. that was uh, free internet. I don't remember what the restriction was. Maybe it was like a certain amount of time you could yeah. use the internet each week, something like that. Yeah, but it was it was enough time to game and get free internet. And you know, we were all like probably teenagers or preteens yeah. at this time, so we didn't have the adult skills to, to get the internet ourselves. <laughs> it was weird. Um, I didn't think I'd discuss this here, but like when we got the Dreamcast, it was like getting our own computer. In your in your bedroom. And in your bedroom. And it yeah. wasn't like your dad or your mom had any say on it. So you were like, kind of, at least for me, I was like, almost felt like I was like going around their backs because I'm like searching online free internet Dreamcast. And it would be like, sign up for Net Zero. And I sign up and I'm like, holy crap, I'm on the internet on my yeah. own and I'm browsing web pages and my parents are not censoring what I'm looking at. Because at the time, my dad would lock me out of using the internet if I like was bad or something, okay. you know? Um, and he would like code lock the computer so I could only use the internet when he was like around or something. They didn't do this too often, but it was a thing. And all of a sudden I was like, I can browse the internet in my room and... With with Choo Choo Rocket, it opened up a whole other thing with the chat rooms and the online gaming. So I saw there was a community there. Unfortunately, I never got into the Choo Choo Rocket community. I really feel like it was a game I played online, maybe for a, a cumulative like three or four hours. You know, uh-huh. I didn't play an insane amount of online play, and I think the reason was the lag was uh, a little tricky at times. And I also, I, I mean, I kind of wanted to chat to the people like with the microphone but that wasn't really a thing yet and i also felt like people were really either rude or childish in the chat rooms too they weren't like oh hey where are you from what's this i love this game do you like sonic they're more like you sucked at that game haha show me your boobs and then they like log (laughs) off yeah (laughs) so you basically ran into me when you were playing choo choo rocket yeah Yeah. pretty much (laughs) um so for me, I thought my favorite mode at the time was the uh, crazy multiplayer. I think now, though, it's shifted. I've become much more of a fan of the puzzle mode. Mm. Um, 
I remember editing puzzles, but I would always like want to make shapes and things like make a, cause there was one that was in the game that was like a school bus shape. And so I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I would like do different little things, little gimmicks and it never would really work out. So end of the day, I, I really enjoyed the online multiplayer. Um, and I'm trying to think too, I think something that's really unique to Choo Choo Rocket is that it is a, it's two games in one. And I can't think of that many puzzle games that is, are both a single person like thinking game, but then also a crazy multiplayer game. Can you think of anything? Not, I mean, I'm sure there's some out there and our readers are probably like this one, this one, and <laughs> I'm not going to get right. it because most of the puzzle games that I played always revolve around the idea of blocks falling or something falling from the sky and it kind of makes it hectic already so there's never uh you could take as long as you want i guess unless it's a chess game where when you play multiplayer it's just insanity um but no i i I can't think of any puzzle game they're like the multiplayer is just totally different maybe i'm just missing a, a puzzle game i don't play too many of them you know yeah, no, I was thinking maybe Bomberman, but I don't think it has, like, a alternate, like, puzzle mode. I think it's just, it is what it is. Mm. Um, so, I, I mean, I feel like that's pretty unique to this game, because I think you could, I could, I think there are people that really hate the multiplayer and really love the puzzle and vice versa. People are like, oh, I'd never mess with that puzzle stuff. It was boring. But <laughs> as evidenced, there were thousands of un- online uploads like I think 130,000 uploads to the service. So, wow. I mean, it was it was not unpopular. <laughs> um, so as far as the release method, it's interesting too because Choo Choo Rocket it released at a reduced price of 29.95 in America. However, in Europe, the game was given away for free to customers of the Dream Arena online service. So while over here we were getting keyboards, Seganet keyboards, and a Dreamcast um, later. Yeah, and a Dreamcast later, they were getting copies of Choo Choo Rocket. Now, I'm not an expert on the European release, so I don't know how readily available the game was, or if it's a little rarer because people had to give it, get it through a service, and not like just go to the store and pick it up. Um, I mean, in America, it's a very common game. I mm-hmm. feel I, I think you can still buy it for thirty bucks. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm afraid to check eBay now. Yeah, I'm always afraid, especially right now with COVID, that like prices have gone up on video games for some reason. So it seems that way. Yeah. I thought people were going to get rid of their collections during this time to uh, buckle up, but it seems like uh, the buyer's market's still out there. I've seen a well, lot. I've of- got some. I've got some good news. Choo Choo Rocket is still selling complete for like eighteen dollars, basically. Um. However, I do see a European release here. It's selling for $11. Get the um, European one. Because it has a use thir- in it. It's $14, actually. That's not bad. You're picking um, it up, aren't you? No, I, I don't need another copy of this. If, if there was like a big regional difference. But just looking at the case, it's nothing signifying like that it was a freebie. Um, in any case, in Japan, I think they really lucked out because... Well, it would be great to get it for free. They actually got a combo pack with an orange controller. And mm. I never picked that up. It was always something I wanted to import, and it was always a cheap import. Again, afraid to check what it is now, but I feel at the time it was like 30 bucks. You know, it wasn't much. Like, you could import it in the mid-2000s for probably the price of the game in America. So, 
What are your thoughts on these differing release methods? And do you think the game would have just like blown up in America if it was bundled with ODCM or included with a SegaNet subscription? I think, well, yeah, I think, I think it probably would have done maybe better uh, than it did. I don't know how, how well it did it, you know, overall, but like the game's budget looks so small compared to obviously the other Sonic team games they've released during the generation, like Samba de Amigo, um, Fantasy Star Online and the adventure games look like their budgets are way massive compared to uh, Choo Choo Rocket. So I would say 30 was all right. They could have even dropped it to 20, like just make it a greatest hits priced game and just try to get as many people on it as possible. But I mean, this is the first time I ever played a game like or saw a, a, a console manufacturer release a game. That would be yeah. kind of like an indie game. It's really that's what it is. It's a low budget indie game that For is sure. is more uh, based around the you know the the mechanics than it is about the graphics, which is kind of ballsy because this is the total one eighty of what happened in the Sega Saturn, where everything had to be three D, everything had to be showing off the graphics. This game does not right. show off the Dreamcast graphics, but it does show off the internet. So. Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll get to the. It actually does show something off, but not not the way you'd think. Ooh, um, mystery. But I I will say, just talking of like freebies, can you name two freebies that were released in the U.S. And I'm not talking about like demos or or anything like that. Freebies. Think of two games, like the, two l- games, like, standalone games that were free. For wow. The Dreamcast. Wow. In the U.S. In the U.S. There was free games on the U.S. and nobody told they me? They were... Well, I'm talking about ODCM. <laughs> so you had to buy the oh. magazine, but it was free on disc, at least. I mean, couldn't you play that one online game? What's the name? That racing game? But it was just maybe one level or... what? I don't so, even know. Go on. What I'm thinking of... So there is a free one. It's Sega Swirl. And that was yes, included yes, yes. on the web browser. That's true. Um, And the other one was included in ODCM. It was from Digital Eclipse. Do you remember the game? No, I don't. Super Boom Tread Troopers. Hmm, I don't think I played that one. I don't think I have that disc. I have. Was, um, I think I'm missing like two discs from the OCDM. Yeah, yeah. It was a uh, over top view, um, and it was like combat for Atari, but in 3D. Oh. It was from Digital Eclipse, and we're never going to do an episode on it. So <laughs> I did find some notes from the guy. I just just found this. It was done in under two months as a gift for ODCM readers. Um, it was a multiplayer game where you control a tank that fires missiles. The hook is that the missiles do not directly damage your opponent, opponent, but only push them. So it was really like sumo wrestling tanks where you had to push them out of the arena. Um, and like I said, it was based on combat. So uh, check that out. I mean, it when you compare those, though, to Choo Choo Rocket, it's insane that they gave it away for free in Europe. Because that's like... Yeah, the quality... I mean, it's not, yeah, the quality is... It's a Sonic Team game, a free Sonic Team game right there. That's crazy. Um, and unfortunately, I don't have the numbers, the sales numbers for America or Europe, but I do have the Japan ones, which, again, we'll get to. Um, okay. So, believe it or not, a little game like Choo Choo Rocket does have a story, but Ooh. I don't believe it exists in the game itself. It's in, like, the manual and stuff. Um, like, the old days. Uh so in a faraway time on a faraway planet, there is a spaceport where thousands of choo-choos live. The choo-choos are space mice who lived happily until one day the spaceport became infested with kapu-kapus. The kapu-kapus are space cats with 
voracious appetites and naturally will eat the choo-choos if they catch them. Therefore, the choo-choos must, must run away and escape in rockets. All, um, albeit they're never seen anywhere in the game, the rockets are piloted by four color-coordinated choo-choos. So there's, we have pictures here. There's Chia. Uh, oh, let me get the... There we go. Yeah, he's a blue choo-choo with starry eyes. This choo-choo really knows how to party. Ooh. And this was the guy I was going to talk about. So he was actually arrested five years ago um, Wait, for... Pos- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was uh, like, don't let those eyes fool you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's on something. That's yeah. The uh, uh, there's Choopy, the red choo-choo female with a heart on the tip of her tail. She's a moody daydreamer. There's Chube. The yellow choo-choo that is chubby. Oh, chubby. Chubby. <laughs> ah, he's he's a careless choo-choo who feigns ignorance. So he's smart. He goes, oh, I don't know. But he knows. Yeah, but he's um, always kissing. Look at that. He's ready to kiss. Well, you got to hear about this guy. Chewbac. Man. Oh. The green <laughs> choo-choo that has swirly glasses. He is a steady and reliable choo-choo. But guess what? What? He does things at his own pace. Uh oh, so, we got a rebel. <laughs> um, like, I, so you know, I read all that. These guys aren't even in the game, so it's like um, they look cool. I guess some some artists wanted to have them in, right? Absolutely. And the funny thing is, is they do appear later um, as fully three D rendered racers in Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing. So at least they got their video game debut there. But that's that's interesting. Like a little interesting piece of video game trivia where you could say. The main characters from Choo Choo Rocket made their first video game appearance like fifteen <laughs> years later. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, did were you aware of these guys in I, the story? Okay, so I wasn't aware with them in the story too much. Like I, I maybe I glanced at them in the past. I only knew the the, the mice as the obvious mice that we all know of. And uh, right. the only reason I actually knew each name was because I played them in uh, that Sega Heroes when they had the right. event and they were unlockable. And I was like, oh, they have names. All right. I didn't know that. But yeah. Yeah. I I want I actually wanted them to not call ch- the chubby one chubby because I think that's offensive. I think it's to- cute. <laughs> I was going to say uh, <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, what do you think about like. The name Choo Choo Rocket, because it—I mean, it's mice and cats, but the name literally has nothing to do with mice or cats. It's Choo Choo Rockets, which is like a train rocket. I'm right? not. I'm. I don't speak Japanese, but I have to wonder if there's a like uh, loss in translation here. Like maybe Choo Choo is some like Choo Choo, you know, like a little adorable mouse noise, like squeak squeak over here. Maybe. Um, I just thought Kapu- it was interesting. Kapu Kapu, um, I don't know what that means. I know Kappa, but that's a totally different thing. Um, it might just be Yuji Naka being goofy, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd probably I'm, put I'm, that. I mean, probably. You've seen this guy's. You've seen this guy's output at uh, Probe when he started his own business after leaving Sega, and he was like, "Tap, tap the teddy bear, teddy boy, tap him, and he'll stand up." So, I mean, Yuji Naka, I think, on his own, creates some pretty weird stuff. He's a weird guy. So, he yeah. is a weird guy. Um, so, now I'm going to feel like I'm reading the instructions to a board game. So, if you get bored, <laughs> tap out. That's fine. 
Um, <laughs> so the multiplayer gameplay, it's, uh, it's deceptively simple. Players must guide one or more choo-choos around the stage into a, tr- a rocket, avoiding hazards like holes and roving kapu-kapus. Choo-choo movement patterns are a straight line, and then they'll hit a wall and then turn right. Kapu-kapus do the same, but they move slower. And any choo-choo that touches a kapu-kapu is eaten and lost. And if a kapu-kapu hits a rocket, one-third of the rocket's total is lost. So if you remember those multiplayer games, it's like you get three cats and you're just dead. Like, you're done. You don't have any more. Yeah. Controlling a choo-choo is done through placing arrows, which causes them to go in the arrow's direction. Makes sense. However, if a kapu-kapu hits an arrow once, it will shrink, and the second time it erases the arrow. And I didn't mention this in the notes, but you'd use the the thumbstick to move a cursor around. And to my knowledge, there's no mouse support with the game. So it's... I personally never liked that control scheme. I think it does help the hectic nature because it's like you just want to intuitively put an arrow there, but you're like, oh, but my pointer's down here. Ah, you know, you got to move your pointer up. So it's um, <laughs> yeah. just from a gameplay design perspective, it is kind of strange because typically you are playing a character and on the screen you're here and you want to get here and it just makes sense that you're like, well, I got to move him here to get him up there. Whereas in Choo Choo Rocket, it, it's a far less intuitive. And I mean, if if the pointer was a character, it would make a little more sense to me. Because then I'm like, oh, I, I got to get this little guy over here to place the arrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. But So do you think it works better with like a touchscreen or mouse support? I do. And yeah, I have to agree. Same. And it's... I, I've, you know, in, in doing the Segabit stuff for 10 years, whenever I bring up, like, mobile games or oh, alternative oh. versions, you know, like like uh, 3DS ports or something, people get upset and they go, oh, the original was better. And I, I really have to wonder if people, like, have played the original and then played the new one and thought, you know what, there is a better way to do this. So yeah. I, I, I don't mean to crap on the original. It's, it's awesome and we're going to continue talking about it here, but... Just with that in mind, like, intuitively, it makes so much more sense to either be able to touch a screen and place an arrow right away, which, if anything, would make the gameplay even more frantic because you're going, and you're, you know, moving the game along a lot faster rather than using a cursor to move, a D-pad to move an arrow. It's just, I mean, and I'll say that's why I prefer the puzzle mode because in that sense, it's it makes a little more sense that you can move it around and think rather than uh, move quickly and, uh, you know. Yeah. But, um, a, you know, in a game that is kind of like Choo Choo Rocket uh, is Lemmings, and they do that as well. You use the cursor. So, again, it's another situation where you see them dying over here, and you're like, oh, my God, i got to move the cursor over. And then the cursor and, goes, yeah. like, one pixel a second. So yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's going, forever. it's going. Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, Going back to the the rules of the game, there are different types of choo-choos. There's the plain blue and white choo-choos. And then there's pink and red question mark choo-choos, which give gameplay option when hitting the rocket. And these include speed up, slow down, mouse mania, which uh, has an insane amount of mouses come out, cat mania, an insane amount of cats, mouse monopoly, which means, I believe, all the mice go to your rocket, uh, cat attack, which means cats go to all your opponent's rockets. 
place arrows again, which clears the board, and then everybody move where everyone just changes places. Um, and then when the timer stops, the player with the most choo-choos is the winner. So, um, did you play much online multiplayer back in the day? You said no. No. For local multiplayer, you played against a CPU then. I'm assuming. Uh, I played a little bit of it, but I, I actually kind of preferred the single, pl- like just playing it. I mean, yeah, solo with the with the CPU, yeah, yeah. And I didn't play this um, game too much either, so it's not like one of those games where I'm like, I'm going to tell you every level and every <laughs> single leg, you know. So I'm just letting you guys know this is one of those where I'm going in kind of fresh. But like, yeah. yeah, there's not that much info in the game. Like, I knew the marketing behind it because I remember it. I think, well, when we get to it, it's very, uh, I think, iconic for the time but yeah yeah and um do you have any funny memories playing the game probably not right <laughs> i actually i actually do not have them in that like i never played it with a lot of people a lot of people that i know were into puzzle games i wasn't into puzzle games i just remember playing it when i got it because it was a sonic team game and at the time sonic adventure and fantasy star online kind of like revived my love for sonic team because there was like a few years where i wouldn't really buy sonic team games but like the hype for fantasy... I mean, first, the hype for Sonic Adventure was huge when it came out. Amazing, and then when, yeah. And then when the sequel came out and it had the Fantasy Star Online, I was already sold. I had to buy more Sonic Team games. Uh, I actually like Samba better than this game as a side game. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But um, this yeah. still had some really cool uh, puzzles. I've never beat it, but... I remember listening to like old like the radio at night, late at night, and trying to you know go through some of the levels in this. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree there in terms of the non-Sonic Sonic Team output on the Dreamcast. It's like Fantasy Star Online way at the top, and then Samba de Amigo just slightly below it. I absolutely love that game. Um, like I I remember acing like the super duper hard like extreme hard mode for certain songs mm. and just feeling so good about myself. Because once you get into that mode, the wait, 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 yeah, and yeah, you yeah, and you, you know. have like you have like how many maracas do you have? I have three three sets. We ever need to have? I mean, if we ever have an event and we need to have maracas, we got yeah. we got a dealer right here. Absolutely, I have so many that I can put the nice one aside and let people play the crappy ones. <laughs> um, for me, I don't have that many super funny memories. I know full well though that playing multiplayer there's always that instance where there's some person just dominating of course sending all sending all the cats to other places and then you get an everybody move and they move and it's just such great karma when they move to a spot that they were attacking and like boom 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 three cat three cats hit them and then they're just like at zero and then you win and it's a game it's not a fair game i will say that there's a bit of chaos to choo choo rocket because of those little question mark mice but I think mm. that's why people love it, because you can be a really great player at it, but still sometimes lose because of those uh, those damn little mice that uh, screw you up. It's um, kind of like it's kind of like when you play Mario Kart or that new game Fall Guy that just came yeah. out, where it's like fifty percent luck, fifty percent skill. So you, even your mom and your dad can kind of like win a game sometimes, or like anybody could win a game. So it gets more addictive, you know. Absolutely, and I mean, look look at those games. They're both very successful, and Choo Choo Rocket was too. So it's like, I, I think you do better when you um, have that a little bit of chaos in the game that helps the struggling players, like the newbies, because they're like, oh, I won. 
And the person who's played it for years are like, how did you win? Um, <laughs> another memory I have is that I have encountered members of Sonic Team in the chat room back in the day. They, I don't remember how they signify it was them, but it was... I know in Fantasy Star Online, like, they were a different color. And yeah. it was like... And I, I saw them once in a blue moon, but then on Choo Choo Rocket, it might have been, like, just, like, Sonic Team underscore or something. And they would appear in the chat room. They would get dogpiled on by people going, oh, what's what's going to happen in Sonic Adventure 2, yada yada. Um, and they might play a game with someone, but they would rarely talk to them because I think they were Japanese. Um, yeah. And probably didn't, didn't know what people were saying to them. But it was cool. It was kind of like the equivalent of going to a convention and like across the room, you see someone, and you're like, "Oh, that's the guy," and then they they disappear. Um, <laughs> uh, so as far as multiplayer, um, there were a lot of modes. You could do a four player battle, team battle, which was two versus two, uh, stage challenge, which was kind of fun. It was almost like puzzle mode, but in real time, where you had to satisfy certain conditions. So like, get all the choo choo's in the rocket, eat all the choo choo's with a kapu kapu, get a hundred choo choo's in the rocket. And then uh, I think the most popular one was cat football, which kind of, I don't know, felt like lobby soccer, but it was, um, <laughs> you were uh, pushing cats into your opponent's rockets. And then there was also a battle mode. And the cool thing was with stage challenge is you could have a second player locally assisting you. So oh, that was that, fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like Tails. You know, where they're just kind of there tagging along, helping you out, and then screwing you up. Um, the other method, and you see, the thing is, they didn't really sort the game this way. It was just, here's all the modes. But for me, I think there is a clear division in Choo Choo Rocket, mm -hmm. um, is the puzzle mode. And in this mode, players had to guide Choo Choo's to a rocket while, while avoiding Kapu Kapu's in holes. If a Kapu Kapu hits a rocket, the puzzle is just immediately over and you fail players had a preset number of arrows and had to place the arrows prior to starting the movement of the choo-choos so unlike multiplayer and challenge modes puzzle was much more of a thinking man's game and appealed to in my opinion a different type of player and um, i think we said which mode we prefer but i want to ask which one do you think is the strongest and most defining mode of the game I would say the puzzle mode because I feel like when they bring the game back on mobile, that's what I see myself playing more as. Like, I don't even know if they mm -hmm. have multiplayer. I never checked the Android version if it has multiplayer. I know there's they a do, new one. But it's on not iPhone. as popular. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I assumed. So, I like, I just go in straight up, play the puzzle mode. I, I actually kind of like it because mm -hmm. it's something you could pick up and play and, like, uh, try to get further and further through. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the puzzle aspect of the game is very unique, and there's no other puzzle game like this. That's at, at least as close in design and uh, what they they went for. So um, I would say, yeah, puzzle mode is the most defining thing for me. You? Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. I feel like when they do commercials and like retrospectives, they always show multiplayer, just because it's it's so crazy and hectic and gives a you know a, a fun splashy thing to throw up on the screen, but. End of the day, when you look back at Choo Choo Rocket, like the longevity comes from puzzle mode. If you're not online or if you don't have friends around, you're not going to be playing against the CPU. It's no fun. Yeah. So with the puzzle mode, you kind of are playing with people because you're playing puzzles created by Sonic Team. And in the uh, GBA version, you're playing player created puzzles as well. So 
there is a little bit of a community aspect there. Um, there's also, which in my opinion is uh, the coolest thing, the puzzle editing mode, where you can uh, create and upload your own puzzles. And kind of like Super Mario Maker years later, players, you could actually upload the puzzles and, you know, what am I trying to say? Oh, like in Super Mario Maker, you would make the thing, but then they'd say you have to beat it in order to upload it. Mm, yeah. And and that's what Choo Choo Rocket would do. They'd say you'd have to beat it in order to upload it, which just, I mean, it makes sense. Um, I've I've made things in the past that didn't require that. So yeah. it was really a crapshoot. And it, you had to rely on user reviews or just like impossible. And it's like, well, if it's Mario Maker or uh, Choo Choo Rocket, it's not impossible because someone beat it. Um, but I will say there are puzzles where it's like, it's like down to the wire. It's like cat mouse like that. And, you know, it's, I mean, you can be cheap with it, but end of the day, if the arrows have the proper place to go, then it works. Um, so thanks to the magic of the Dreamcast modem, players could play others online and chat prior to and after games, as mentioned, Upload and download puzzles and see world records and even spot the occasional Sonic Team member. Um, so in in regards to the development, there is not a lot of information out there, but I think it's because it was probably a pretty quick turnaround. It was a small project. Um, you don't really see Yuji Naka sitting down to discuss Choo Choo Rocket. Mainly, I think, because... When people talk to him, they immediately start talking about Sonic. Yeah, or, of course. Um, or Balan. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, so Choo Choo Rocket, though, it seems like an oddity because it was directed and produced by Yuji Naka and created by Sonic Team. It came out between Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 and before PSO. So you're wondering, like, why did they create this tiny little game? And the reason really is because it was created in part to test the online functionality of the Dreamcast and to test Sega's servers. Um, another thing was they wanted to test the console's processing power by displaying many characters at once. In fact, Naka's goal was to have 100 sprites running on the screen without slowdown. Um, Naka believed that there were two trends to evolving hardware. One was to make increasingly beautiful graphics, so like Shenmue, Sonic Adventure, and then the other was to squeeze as much processing power and using the machine to its fullest. And mm. you you see that with like, like PS2 would launch and like you'd see some games where people are like, uh, oh, what's that thing all about? And it's like, oh, it pushes the emotion engine to the extreme. <laughs> Makes you cry. And you're Oh, <laughs> but, you know, so this this definitely was a sort of a little test bed for PSO. Um, I think it makes sense because then when they moved into PSO, Yuji Naka had the experience of Choo Choo Rocket for creating networked games. Now, completely different genres, but at the very least, they had the experience. Um, and because of this, you know, it helped in their development of PSO. And I thought what was kind of cool was that PSO would then later reference Choo Choo Rocket, I think is probably a little thank you to the to the other game by featuring Choo Choo's and Kapu Kapu items and cameos. So I personally have a Choo Choo um, mag in my PSO one character, and I believe he spits out like little Choo Choo's. I could be wrong, but um, it's cute. Yeah. Um, 
So Yuji Naka himself, he's not new to developing games that also act as hardware or a technical test bed. Um, so first off, like, let's think of some, uh, Nights into Dreams, for example, I think the mm. AI, um, life was not a necessity, but I felt like they were, they were really using that as a way to test AI, <laughs> which was kind of weird because I, I yeah. feel like when Nights was being promoted, that wasn't even talked about. Like I, maybe I didn't read enough about the game before it came out, but I felt like it's something that I learned way after the game came out, way after I beat it, that there's some sort of AI with mm-hmm. the, yeah, in the game. I didn't know that. So it's like, I guess it's just a test because they didn't really use it in marketing, did they? Because all the marketing that I saw for it were like, you're going to fly, basically. In the in, Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, and, and I think, too, with like Burning Rangers... Um, they were playing a lot with lighting and shadow techniques. Mm. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't say they created those games to push AI or lighting and shadow, but it definitely shows that for many of Yuji Naka's projects, he would want to push something on a more technical level um, rather than pushing, you know, beautiful, gorgeous graphics. Uh, you also see, like, in the case of his game Let's Tap, uh, it's really playing more with how can you create a game without the player touching the controller. So it's creating a challenge for himself using the pre-existing um, control methods there. So he's, I mean, I think when he is given the right tools and the right team, he can create some really amazing games, even though we're not talking about them like they're graphically impressive, mm. like Shenmue. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, I, I and I think there this is a question, but I do think there is something to be said about Sega games that both set out to entertain and innovate. And I feel like those have always, always been the most successful Sega games and the ones that endure. Like um, you know, any of Yuji Naka's or Yu Suzuki's arcade games, Outrun, Hang On. I mean, we've discussed those in the past and it's always some technical hurdle that they would have to overcome. And in doing so, they were both innovating within the industry, but then they were creating these games that were just so uh, fun. And, you know, there's there's always a place for just, like, fun games. But yeah. I always feel like there's a little extra specialness to Sega when they're trying to innovate. And I think that's something that they lost for a long time in the uh, 2010s. I think it's like we're, I, you know, it's something that I feel like maybe was not good for Sega. I mean, it's good for us as a consumer that loves like then somebody pushing the boundaries. But like, if you think about it, a lot of games I've noticed now are like copy and paste. It's like, oh, people really, really like this design of games. So all our games are going to be designed this way now because like every it's addicting. So we right. kind of figured out what the addictive qualities of games are back then. It was kind of like a crapshoot, right? Right. It's like a playing game, uh, a 3d fighting game, uh, light guns are back right. now. Um, so, I mean, it's not like we didn't copy and paste, but I feel like now it's gone to the point where like every single Sony game is a third person open world game. Like literally they don't make anything else. They don't make a driving game. Oh, I yeah. guess Gran Turismo, but it's been years. I know there's a new one coming out, but like most of their games, like 90% are third person action games. So like Sega back then was pretty interesting that they would change it up. They did do a lot of racing though. 
Right, absolutely. <laughs> cool. I mean, we would see we would see fighting game after fighting game from AM2, but if you really study them, you see that they're creating innovations within that genre with each successive game. And I think where it kind of falls flat is when they start to get games where it's like you go from Virtua Fighter 3 TB to Virtua Fighter 4 to Virtua Fighter 5, all great games, but I feel like the innovation kind of stalled out and it was just kind of from four to five, it was just kind of like, we're just making the next one. And you I, know, I, and I, I think that's why we never got six. I think they, they, they don't know what to do. <laughs> right. Like if they do a six, it's just going to be better graphics, new fighters. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that thinking back, like to some of these great games, it was always like, as, you know, as evidence, like Choo Choo Rocket, we're testing the online infra, uh, you know, setup that the Dreamcast has. See how many characters we can put on screen, and then moving forward, that helps them with PSO, which was the first multi, uh, you know, uh, online multiplayer RPG. But then, thanks to Choo Choo Rocket, they probably were able to have more characters on screen. So, you know, it's um, I, I think we're seeing it again now. Though I think some of the Yakuza Studio stuff is really innovative. It may not be like Last of Us 2 level graphics, but it doesn't have to be. Like, I, I get much more out of watching the dev, dev diaries from like Yakuza 7 than I do people gushing over someone taking their shirt off in Last of Us 2. And they're like, oh my God, look at that. Look at uh, that. It's there, a character's removing their shirt. And I'm like, yeah, but how does this help gameplay? I would you say know, how that. How does this innovate? I would say that the Yakuza's engine is probably the top three engine in Japan. Um, mm-hmm. may, I don't know about, you know, America. In America, we have total different, like... Like, you could tell that Yakuza still has a budget, right? And it's playing mm-hmm. within that budget. It's not like it's not like Shimyu where they're, like, every character's voice the whole time. Every word that comes out of their mouth has been spoken. You know, they'll, right. they'll, they'll cut... They'll, side missions will have just text, right? So I, right. I I think stuff like that is fine. I actually like Yakuza, and I agree with you. It's uh, perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the here. sales. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so in addition to being a technical success, Juju Rocket topped Japanese sales charts during its first week in November 1999. Wow. It sold 35,000 copies, and it pushed PlayStation's Chrono Trigger off the top spot. Uh, in December... Famitsu released a choo-choo-themed minigame for the VMU, and players who successfully beat the game were given a little password that they would send back to the magazine, and they would prizes like controllers and VMU stickers and pens. Japan gets things like that. everything that's cool. Yeah, and I think if you want to play this, you might be able to find it on VMU Tool. Um, if you go to... Uh, man, what is it? It's not, it's not <laughs> booyaka.com, but it's like uh, Blue memorized- Swirl. Yeah. Blue Swirl. Yeah. Um, It's probably on there. Uh, The game released on March 7th, 2000 in the United States, three months earlier than originally announced. And I remember that too, because I remember um, hearing that there was a Sonic Team game coming out. And I I was probably like four months into the Dreamcast at this time. And then I'm like, oh, it's it's coming out. Oh, it's out now. Okay. Um, So I I feel like in America, there wasn't a huge advertising push behind it. It just kind of released. Um, mm. however, there were a lot of, uh, little, little things leading up to it. Like there was a web-based shockwave demo, which featured 30 puzzles. So you could play like an online version of the game. I didn't know that um, one. Yeah. And that weird, like it was a stripped down web version 
demo of the game and you kind of um you kind of see that now like when i'm playing mobile games and it gives me an ad it will let me play a version of like a word scramble game but yeah. it's very clearly like a flash version of the actual game yeah yeah or like a yeah you know so you could try it before you install yeah it's like an html5 kind of uh thing um Sega did have an online tournament on March 25th, 2000, where players could battle with members of Sonic Team, the Dreamcast Network Team, and other Sega employees in online matches. Um, I remember that taking place, and I remember being a little afraid to do it. I don't know if I partook in it, but I I remember it happening, and people being like, oh, I'm going to fight Yuji Naka. Um, (laughs) Finally! Finally! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say... uh-huh. I was going to say, I just remember the tournaments during the time, like, uh, the NFL ones, they had, like, big cash prizes, and they were, like, yeah. always staple the thing everywhere, where it's like, are you good enough to win, I think it was, like, 100, or 12,000, maybe, I don't know, 120, I'm 100, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much it was, but I remember them doing this, and I remember being a kid going, like, wow, everything's going to be changing in the future, where people could literally uh, play games for money. Isn't that in- incredible? <laughs> yeah, I, re- I had a recent moment where i was at a well before covid so don't judge me i was at a restaurant and on the tv was hockey and old people were watching it and i realized it was um like nhl 2k or whatever it was a video game oh and and they were playing like espn like nine or something where you know it had like the uh online gaming and so i was like Wow, these old people don't know that that's not real hockey. <laughs> they're all they're all excited watching it. They were. They were like, "Oh, look at that! Look at them go!" And I'm like, "I don't think that's real." <laughs> um, Europe, Europe saw the game release on June 9th, two thousand, and while they did have to wait longer than everybody else, as I mentioned, it was free to Dream Arena subscribers. Um, I also didn't know this until I wrote these notes. A Naomi arcade version was planned but scrapped. Why? So. I don't know. Do you think it would have been an arcade hit? Um, I mean, it was a Japanese hit with 35,000 units. So, like, if those, like, 35,000 or a few thousand were like, I'll play it. It's a free port. Yeah. I, but maybe there was no demands for a choo-choo rocket machine. Or maybe Sega thought, hey, why sell a game that's selling us, con- might sell units and put it in arcades right. and, and not sell Dreamcasts, so... That's a good point. Yeah, I think the sales probably were so strong. They were like, will someone really walk into an arcade and go, oh, I have this at home. I should play it right now. Yeah. I mean, I do I do that, but I do that's that too. just me. <laughs> I'll be like, oh my God, they have Crazy Taxi. And yeah, it's like, like yeah, I... when I randomly go anywhere and they're like, oh my God, is that F-Zero? Oh, got to get in it. Got to right. do a race, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Um, as far as advertising... Uh, there weren't really any commercials except for one. And this one, uh, in my research too, and we can watch it in a sec, um, it was actually made available to download on the website, which I think was kind of new at the time. So Americans were finding it and downloading it and being like, wow, look how crazy Japanese ads are. So uh, let's let's give it a watch. We can start um, when you're ready. Let me know when to hit play. One, two, three. So it's basically a little kid, 
it's kind of like a cutesy uh, sketch ad with no graphics, right? They yeah. didn't show any of the online graphics. Honestly, if you don't know Japanese, you'll probably be like, what is this? I don't know. It's bizarre. Well, that's I mean, why I think it became really popular online because it's so cutesy. But then at like the halfway point, he chews them, blood comes out of his mouth, and then his head like explodes with blood and guts. And it's uh, pretty disturbing. And like I, I remember this vivid commercial as one of the first things that like somebody sent to me when I like started going on forums and I and I uh, eventually went on the Sega forums. Uh, rest in peace, Sega forums. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember some guy DM me, and uh, I think you might know who this person is, Ryan <clears throat> Sharky. I still yeah, have yeah. him on Facebook. Um, and he showed me this commercial, and he was just talking about how we talked about how bizarre it was, and then we became friends after that. So it is a vivid commercial. It's one of the commercials he showed me. But yeah, this is uh, very very nostalgic memories with this commercial from the early. That's nice from the mid two thousands. Um, yeah, there's only there's only two seconds of gameplay. I timed it. It's like one thousand, <laughs> two thousand. Um, I do have a translation. Would you like me to tell you what they were singing? Oh. Think yes, please. They were going choo choo rocket, save the mice. Choo choo rocket, the cats are scary. Choo choo rocket, rockets are great. <laughs> and then mean, he goes to ba <laughs> <laughs> So that's how they sold the game. I mean, I, I don't know if that would have worked in America, but it, it's cool that it worked for them. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, like. It's just an I don't know like I wouldn't buy the game based on that ad, but it worked, so I can't really uh, judge them. Yeah, and um, can we look at the print ad here? Yeah, it's up on the screen that. with the yeah, orange so the print, controller. Yeah, so it was they they had these two page spreads for the print ads. Big money. Um, it looks like someone scanned it with a hair on there. Um, <laughs> but as you can see, they did advertise that there were bonus characters because. Um, I didn't put this in the notes, but Nitopians and uh, Chow also are unlockable as alternatives to the Choo Choo. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of cool that they put that down there. But it's a, for a commercial that's so wacky, it's a very informative ad. It's like, here's the modes you can do. Here's the price. You get a controller. Here's the uh, Nitopian. You know, like you can get little guys from the last game. And then the other side of it's just a big mouse and the. Uh, the One of the uh, things I really mouse. loved about this though is the little word bubbles they use for the uh, the logo and how it's Sonic Teams like Sonic Team presents word bubble and then an orange bubble and then the the blue I just like the, all the colors they used. I mean, it fits perfectly because I mean, orange and blue are usually one of the most popular design <clears throat> colors. Yeah, and the. Um... The little Sonic Team jingle, is that unique to this game or was it on any Saturn games? I know in the Saturn it was like, Sonic Team, 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 Team. Yeah. And then this one went, Sonic Team. I think so. I I haven't heard it anywhere else. And if they do another game, should they bring it back? My favorite is the Samba de Amigo one where he goes, hey, we have the Sonic Team. (laughs) (laughs) It's all sleazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, let's take a look at the American ad. By the way, it's, I found I, I found a better version of this ad, but yeah, I oh, have thank it. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. So this is the one I remember. 
Yeah, so this is a common thing for a lot of the Sega ads at the time. It had all this little like technical information, barcodes, um, little wireframe models of things, mm-hmm. people's names. Um, it's cute. I think it really pushes across. It's less about the gameplay, though, and more about online gameplay, which Pretty is not much. a bad thing. Um it's just a shame, I think, that so much space is wasted on just a big U.S. map. And they're not, like, integrating gameplay. Like, you could show screenshots around the people's heads. Yeah, so like, uh, like... Yeah. Like, I mean, they could have shown, like, a screenshot of how she one person won and everybody lost. And, like, showing the screenshots of what actions they took or something. To, like, I don't know, show off the gameplay. Because look at the screenshots. They're, like, so small down here. And it's more yeah. focused on these people. And these people, too, I can't really tell if they are stock photos or if they took photos specifically for this. I'm assuming they're stock, though. Um, um, there was actually a commercial where these people were in it. And I think it might be a Sega Net commercial. And I remember it was like, you never know who you meet online. And it showed okay. this guy. It showed the, the yeah. white trash guy. And then the crazy girl. like the so Peaches. Yeah. So I think they were trying to make them characters that they dropped pretty quickly. And they just kind of like whatever promotion was going on for Sega Net kind of just took Choo Choo Rocket. And I bet you if they didn't support, I mean, they were trying to support Sega Net more than they were Choo Choo Rocket at the time. It just happened that it, it had online. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, not a bad ad, but again, it's it's not really Choo Choo Rocket focused. Um, Definitely the, not the, cute. The British one if we can bring that up, it's yep. probably the worst one in my opinion. You like all the um, all the big font? It's just like be a Eurostar with a free copy of Choo Choo Rocket. And no screenshots. No screenshots. A little description. Um, very little description about what it actually is. Uh, you get a free copy, but it's like, well, what do I have to do? Um, Dream Arena is not a service that I'm really... I know that much of. In fact, honestly, I feel like there is so much, so much difference to the experience of a European Dreamcast fan from an American Dreamcast fan that I actually also I have trouble working with and collaborating with people at the Dreamcast junkyard. I think because our experiences are so different. Oh yeah, um, they think the logo is blue. Well, not not only that, but like. <laughs> They talk about ads, they talk about services, they talk about, like, games that I have no clue, like, the Barber, the Dreamcast Barber, Dream Arena. Oh, yeah, um, I do remember the Barber. I was confused, but yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like, all, like, Toy Commander, good game, but, like, over there, I feel like it's a much bigger deal. Um, it's like So, it's... you know, nothing wrong with that, but there is a, a very big disconnect, I think, in the Dreamcast experience, and it's almost why... I'm kind of unenthused when I find out that like a Dreamcast book is coming out and it's from a British writer because I'm like, oh man, they're just going to talk about the barber and stuff. You just <laughs> so, offended all the British fans of the well, podcast. Well, no, but I, I think it's a fair thing though because when you're reading like the history of something and it's coming from a different part of the con- a different country entirely you're getting a completely different experience. So if we do um, a Dreamcast episode, we have to do a separate episode for the European people. Like, the Euro. I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I, I just don't think it's... I don't think it does everyone justice to tell the story, to say, like, 
I'm going to tell you about the launch of the Sega Dreamcast. You see, it happened uh, in Europe. In It was a blue swirl, and we had Dream Arena. You know, and it's like a very different story. Um, so in terms of Choo Choo Rocket here, it's... Ugly. It's, it's like I just put a font over, a, a, like, official assets and said, here you go, I finished my job, let me go home. <laughs> like, as a graphic designer. I mean, you, you're a graphic designer, Barry. If I yeah. submitted this as one of your workers and I said, here you go, I have now done my work, can I go home? What would you tell me? Try again. It's just, it's like, it's some decent graphics, and then they just overlaid massive type with black drop shadow. It's it's just kind of ugly. It doesn't make me want, like, all it's saying is you get something for free. And you go, okay, and you go down here, and now for the first time ever, you can take on the rest of Europe head-to-head in real time through your Dreamcast console. What more you can, what's more you can do for free with Choo Choo Rocket, Europe's first ever online console game we're giving it away to anyone who buys a new dreamcast and to all existing dreamcast owners who go online through their consoles to dream arena dreamcast's exclusive website and once you've got your free copy from june 9th you can enter the european choo-choo challenge by visiting dream arena don't miss out it's your chance to be the star of europe so i mean that is cool that you could get it even like if you were going to buy a new one or you didn't, you just had to access a website through your Dreamcast. They could have like kinda... sh- showed you the steps in the whole ad about how you could not only get a free game, but also win massive money by beating people on the internet. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like here, it's like get a free copy, but then you read down here and it's like you have to buy the console, visit the website. I don't know. Lame. I next mean, one? Yeah, next one. Um, France, France had a very abstract way of advertising. So what they did was they showed a, Behold I'm wall. assuming, yeah, it's a mouse. stock photo of a mouse hole. Yeah. I could probably find it if I searched online. Mouse hole. But it's, yeah, right. It's got the old, it's got their, their outlet. Like, I look know. at that. It's ugly. That's an ugly outlet. Come on, guys. guys. Out, outlets look like this. They look, <laughs> yeah, they, they, have look like have that. A, they have to have a third hole in the mouth. Like how are you supposed to breathe? <laughs> like with only two holes come on guys get your Chouchou, stuff together okay le premier <laughs> jeu online sur dreamcast <laughs> it, what it should say is where is shenmue 3 where is shenmue 4 that's all i hear the french saying online. oh uh, me too um, actually yeah yeah but look at these screenshots now these are interesting so we've got uh big mouse big cat a screen you never sh- like rarely see it's just the side of the board when you win the game oh yeah one gameplay picture and then Choo Choo Rocket logo. Perfect. I mean, yeah. what else you need to know, right? I'm assuming that... The, is this, like, normal for French people to, like, advertise games with just, like, a hole in the wall? Yeah, I think so. They like to do that. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> um, so, I, I think we've kind of discussed which region has the strongest promotion. I think Japan, mm-hmm. in terms of the print, and they actually had a commercial that's more than anyone else did. Um, and it sold the most there, probably, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and I, I think they actually all promoted it effectively for what they were doing. I think mm-hmm. in Europe, it probably wasn't difficult to give away a free game. I think in America, they were really pushing SegaNet. I think that worked out fine for them. Um, as far as the critical reaction, so Choo Choo Rocket, it was widely praised by critics with scores averaging... Around 9 out of 10 or 4 stars out of 5. Stuart Taylor of Dreamcast Magazine UK said the game was shamelessly retro and monstrously addictive. How's that? 
a game from 1999 is being called Retro then. It reminds me of Asteroids when I played when I was a youngster, right? Is that, yeah. is that what they're saying? Yeah. Uh, Nick Jones, writing for Arcade, said the game was complete madness and rates as an example of Japanese gaming eccentricity at its finest. Uh, the most common criticism was network lag when playing frantic online matches, and reviewers also complained about not being able to log in. Though I, I feel like that's more of a user issue, not a it's something game that issue. It's also something that like people that will buy it today are not going to care about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like They're not going to be logging into SegaNet anymore. If anything, they'll probably use whatever hack they have today to get on DSL or uh, high-speed internet. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But like... No review outright hated it. Um, so why do you think it's so universally loved? And do you think Sega has ever seen a game with this much positive reaction since? And I say that because, you know, think of modern ones like Gener- Sonic Generations. You and I or Sonic Mania might say, oh, those are great games. You look at line, though, there are still people that will go, no. Sonic no. Mania, no. Sonic nope. Generations, no. My favorite part, but, it's just a fan rom hack oh cool sick dude right right but (laughs) but look at choo choo rocket like i have not met anyone who goes i hate that game never no i haven't um i think that if sonic team released this game today it would probably gotta hate just because you know how it goes now um too small i don't know about it being too small but i would say that they would complain about anything though now about sonic team i feel like that happens like Oh, Sonic Forces is short, and it's like the worst thing ever to ever happen to Sonic is Sonic. Like, wow, wow, I played some really bad Sonic games. Sonic Forces might be short, the story might not be great, but like, is it the worst game? It ran at 60 frames per second. It uh, had some pretty decent level designs. The graphics aren't terrible. Like, is it the worst thing ever? No. As as right. sh- as, as this, <clears throat> I'm actually surprised that it got so much positive. Um, feedback because i just think sega was making like monster hits at the time i thought people would have complained about this right like well i think the important thing to look at is in europe it was free so no one's gonna say it wasn't worth the price no one's gonna say man this game like 60 bucks was too much in america because it was 30 which was really low for like a game that's coming out five months from launch you know Mm -hmm. um so I really think it was the price point or giving it away for free that helped it because there's a lot of times where I will read retro reviews, reviews of games or ga- I will read reviews of games at the time now and I'm like at the used game store looking at something and I'm like, man, is this worth five bucks? Let's see what the reviewers say. And so many reviewers are like, this game would have been good if it wasn't full price. And I'm like, all right, we'll take price out of the equation because I'm reading this 20 years later is this a good game for five bucks? And they're like, oh yeah, it's great, but not $60 great. I'm like, good, I'm not buying it for 60 bucks. So, I mean, that's just a little commentary on game reviewers. I think take price out of it. Yeah. Because you never know when someone's going to be reading it. You never know when the price is going to drop. That's Um, true. So, I honestly, I think it being free probably really helped. Or 30 bucks, because I... I've never heard anyone complain about this game. I've never heard about anyone saying, uh, it doesn't have enough content. You know, like, I don't know. I I can't think of a negative. Too uh, frantic? Too crazy? Mice are disgusting? How about that? You didn't think of that one, did you, Barry? But they're choo-choo. 
Oh yeah, you're right. They're they're space mice, which is totally different. Well, exactly. Um, so moving on here, Choo Choo Rocket. Its home is the Sega Dreamcast. However, some very strong ports and remakes of the game exist on handheld and mobile platforms. The game was released to the GBA as a launch title in 2001, bringing the Dreamcast experience to the small screen with 2D graphics. And what makes the GB GBA version so amazing is that in addition to the 100 puzzles from the Dreamcast version, there were 2,500 user-submitted puzzles uploaded from the Dreamcast servers. So I don't know if you signed a waiver giving away your uh, your, your freebie. Yeah. yeah, but like you very mel- you know very well might have a friend or yourself who has a level in a Game Boy Advance game without knowing it. You, you know, have designed how, a Sega game, technically. You have designed yeah, a level. How would you know that you're one of the 2,500? I don't even know if they would keep the title, you know what I mean, like, of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, there is a cool thing, though. So uh, the Game Boy Advance version, it expanded on the level editor. So you could actually edit four-player battle uh, uh, grids team battle grids and stage challenges as well as the pre-existing puzzle mode and you could also draw your own choo-choo and kapu-kapu sprites and i believe you could save like one or two at a time so in addition to i think chow and nightopians being in the game you could do anything and you know i've done gross things like of course poops peepees boobies i've done i did pac-man and ghosts for one Oh, that I mean, that's the obvious one, right? Like copyright yeah. stuff. I've done like pickles and sausages. Like you can do anything, and uh, um, I think I mean I I mean go on. You're gonna ask the question. I might as well just wait. No, no, no. Well, I was just gonna say that it also released to the Wii U. Um, yeah, on 2015 through the Virtual Console. So, what were you gonna say? I was going to say that I think Sonic Team was really ahead of their time when it came to creative stuff like this, like the editing. I think the biggest thing at the time that was so ahead of its time that I don't think was advertised or really talked about when people talk about this game is the user-submitted levels and the idea of, like, you know, literally changing the whole game into whatever you want, a copyright nightmare. You could put Yoshis and uh, and Mario's as the as a mode. Well, yeah, absolutely, and not to crap on uh, Mario Maker, but at least with Choo Choo Rocket, you had a base game there. You didn't have to make the content. Um, I bought Mario Maker. I didn't play it much. I actually got bored with it just because I felt that a lot of the user-submitted stuff was not very fun, and I felt like the time I spent building out a level was not rewarding because like, they would remove it eventually because people didn't like it and i'm like well i don't care if hundreds of people like it i just want like a couple people to even see it you know like yeah yeah but a couple people doesn't cut it and then it moves on to the the switch so you know it's i haven't played the switch one and i've heard some stuff where people are like it's not worth buying i don't know something the way the online works or the way that the levels show up i haven't tried it like i said i mean i could probably get a copy of it but like I kind of like these these little make your own thing games. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that was really popular with Little Big Planet and stuff. So I just it's pretty interesting to see that Sonic Team did it, but in the nineties. Oh, absolutely! And like, if Little Big Planet is like this much time, and Minecraft is like through the roof, Choo Choo Rocket is very manageable. Like you can sit down in ten minutes, bang something out, have fun with it. 
Exactly. Um, and I think and I think that's also why it was successful because it wasn't a major time suck. Like I've I don't have time for those types of games anymore where they're like, you make your own universe. And I'm like, I don't have time. Just make a game for me, please, so I can play it. I feel like it's I feel like for kids that like to inspire them to be game developers, I think it's kind of what the developers go for. Like that new Dreams one, it's like you could do anything in that thing. And I'm like, I don't have time to do anything. I wish, you know, for free. It's like I'm not getting paid for this. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be that'd be great if they had a video game that paid you. Yeah. But, um, make assets and then they may give you money. <laughs> uh, so Choo Choo Rocket, it also saw some mobile phone ports. There was actually a, I believe, like flip phone version by mm. the company AirPlay. It released in 2006. This version was also available via the now defunct Play Sega service, which you might remember for offering subscribers a white USB Saturn-style pad, which I actually have over there in my closet. Um, were you a Play Sega member? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the first time I kind of talked to the Sega community uh, managers because they mm-hmm. were the ones doing all this. Julian was one of the guys behind this whole thing. And right, so, yeah. It, yeah, so it was interesting that, like, you know, it came up again. I don't remember the Choo Choo Rocket one. I do remember vividly that they had... Uh, a Sonic level maker. That's which right, was, yeah. was really cool. And I was like, oh, they should make this into a full game. And then Mario did it, like, years later. And I'm like, come on, Sonic. Right. But, yeah. 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 And the, um, I remember I, I signed up for it, but I don't believe I had a computer that, like, was... No, it was web browser-based, right? Yeah, it was web browser-based. Okay, so I, I was able to play it, but I just, I feel like I was more into getting the the controller and then i forgot to cancel and then i sent a complaint to sega and they canceled and like refunded some money to me oh yeah Um, so you know it is what it is uh in 2010 choo choo rocket saw a port to ios and in 2011 to android by the developer binary hammer these versions are notable for the ability to lay arrows by touching the screen i believe yes and making gameplay faster and more accurate. So I believe what you did, you'd touch the screen and then you'd swipe in the direction that you'd want the arrow to go. So you'd yeah. touch the square and go bop, bop. Um, uh, sadly, this underrated version was pulled from the store in 2015 and is no longer playable on the current software, at least on iOS. I don't know how Android does it. I However, think it is you- playable. It is? I think it is. I'm not, I don't want to be okay. 100%. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. If you have an older device, though, like I do, I have an old iPod Touch that I pulled out of the closet a couple months ago, and it still has the game on it. It still plays. Um, it's cool. And we actually have a trailer here. Did you get that? Uh... It's on. Uh, just let me... Uh, I'll tell you. One, two, three. Remember that old logo? Sega. Yeah. Cold classic. Do you like the i one better or this one? Um, I like this one. <laughs> the one, the i one's kind of scary. It's like bing. So Wi Fi or Bluetooth multiplayer? That's interesting. This thing is funny though because like it's so chill. Like the, it's just showing off the graphics. Like. Every other commercial or anything is like showing off anything but the graphics and gameplay. 
Well, it reminds me of the Sega Forever um, kind of pop-up video ads that they would do, you know, or it was just like yeah. little fun facts. Um, yeah, so that's what it looks like. It's actually kind of nice to have it, if you don't own it anymore, kind of archived here so you can see some gameplay. But as you can see, it looked nice. It had the um, puzzle editor, I believe, what did it say? It uh, had 140 cheeserific puzzles. So, decent amount there. I don't think it had an editor, though. I could be wrong. Um but, you know, it was it was a fun little thing for the time. It's a shame you can't play it anymore. However... Oh. Oh, we're going to talk about the new one? A tiny bit. Okay. All right. Um, most recently, Choo Choo Rocket had a sequel, which debuted on Apple Arcade entitled Choo Choo Rocket Universe. The sequel Sick. saw full 3D stages wrapping around planetoid shapes like Mario Galaxy and saw an expanded story mode which had puzzles scattered throughout constellations that you would fly to. And since we might want to cover this someday on its own episode, we won't say too much more. If You haven't played it. I will only cover this game if Danny ports it by himself. The, the community manager ports it to Android yeah. by himself. I have to see the code. And it says that Danny did it himself. Let's That's see if what I still I, have it. <laughs> it's part of the Apple Arcade, right? Yeah, it and is. how and how's the service? I feel like those kind of paid mobile services are not going to succeed, in my opinion. But I I don't know, like, because Google has its own too, and it's called. Well, like, I think I don't know. What I it's think called. with I think with Apple behind it, it's going to last a lot longer. And I also feel like with people like me who subscribe to it and then just forget or don't care to unsubscribe because like oh, I might want to play some games next month. I mean, I'm just giving them five bucks a month. <laughs> I, I will say that the Apple one is cooler because they have exclusives. Mm -hmm. uh, the Android do, one doesn't. I do have an Apple TV, so it does pop up little reminders when new games come out. And I've, I've played a few of them. They're fun. Um, Choo Choo Rocket Universe is nice because you can use a controller. Um, but this isn't about Choo Choo Rocket Universe. It's about Choo Choo no. Rocket. Uh, Choo Choo Rocket has seen several cameos in later Sega titles. So we've got them here. Fantasy Star Online, there is a rare mag called Choo Choo, which I have, which mm -hmm. was introduced in Episode 2. It's a fourth evolution, and in order to get it, you must use Heart of Choo Choo mag cell from a level 50 plus mag. The Heart of Choo Choo is a seasonal item for Halloween, and it seems since it's dropped via Jack-O-Lantern. Oh, wow. Yeah, PSO, I mean, yeah. yeah, I have the, the wiki entry right here that people could read, but... I love the way that the mags had like this, like two polygons. <laughs> like they use like one or two polygons to make it, and they're so small. Yeah. But when you blow it up, they look all ugly. But when you play it in the game, they I was like, I was mind blowing. Like when you made a Dreamcast or a Saturn, I was like, oh, it's a Saturn, and it's so tiny and cute. <laughs> so yeah, it's cool that they did choo choo. But yeah, yeah. And then uh, PSO episode three was set to have choo choo within the game as a guard card. And people found artwork and staffs for the choo-choo, but it never made it into the final product. Um, I, Sega Stupers... Oh, yeah? I mean, I'm just saying, I haven't played uh, enough of Episode 3 to, like, confirm this. I just saw the wiki entry, and that's what it said. But, like, I've noticed a lot of these cameos, man, they were so hard to find pictures of, which I'm showing here. Like, especially the Sonic Battle one that you're going to talk about after this one, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, um... Well, Sega Superstars, I, I have that game, and Choo Choo's are one of the 12 
full games to play in the main mode. Movement over a certain target on the screen will cause a bridge to raise, which the choo-choos then follow to the goal. Isn't it like you use your arms or something? Yeah, it's a camera um, game. Yeah, yeah. The bridge also must be dropped at certain moments to prevent the kapu-kapus from destroying the score. And in Sonic Battle, Tails' landmine appears to be a choo-choo, and the skill card describing the landmine gives the name as the Choo-Choo Rocket. Um, uh, I saw it as Choo with a little two bomb, but I couldn't find out. I, I was looking for all these cards, trying to find mm-hmm. it. But I've noticed that a lot of the Sonic websites didn't don't have all the battle cards from the game. So I was, it, was, it was kind of a nightmare to try to figure out what to use. So, what about Billy Hatcher? You got that one? Uh, yes, I do have the Billy Hatcher. Nice. So uh, Choo Choo and Kapu Kapu can be found in Eggs. The former allows the player to access a mini version of Choo Choo Rocket on the Game Boy Advance. I've played that. And the latter will help the player by attacking foes. Yeah, I remember that. Choo- uh, it was Game Boy Advance had little mini Choo Choo Rocket and Knights mini games. Yeah, and I think they had uh, uh, Puyo Puyo in Japan, maybe. I'm not sure. I think I saw the models for it on the Wikipedia entry. Hmm. So I, I didn't really read it, but I really like the little... I mean, like I said, I like low polygon models, and the little Game Boy Advance is pretty cute. So <clears throat> You like it. little stuff, don't you? I like I like when like Sega Saturn low polygon graphics. I think they, they're they pretty awesome. I People think that's ugly, you know, the, the 32-bit er, uh, era. But I mm-hmm. think... I think it could look nice. Like I like Sonic the Fighters, the the models for that, even though they're blocky. I think it has some charm to it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there, there's something to be said about doing what you can with uh, limited tech and limited yeah. memory, um, and still conveying something. Like we've seen games that look absolutely awful. So Sega doesn't look awful. Never. Um, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, as mentioned, they have the four colored pilots. As playable racers, they're all in the same rocket, and their all-star move is riding a kapu-kapu and running over their opponents. Um, Who did you race as the most in the original All-Stars Racing? Trying to remember. I haven't played that in a long time. Oh man, I I don't even remember. I, I always switch around. It's one of those games where like you're like, oh. I want to play this guy. And then you play another guy. I mean, there's so many Sega characters in that game that as a Sega fan that likes a bunch of them. So my least played, played characters are Sonic characters. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be, I've seen them enough, you know, (laughs) I was there as playing, you know, all the other characters that never get representation in any other games, you know, but yeah, the, you, the, the, well, the choo choo one, I was going to say, because they're floating, the floaty ones in that game are always a little difficult to race as just because you don't have a... Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't see wheels on the ground and they're just kind of like going like this. But having said that, I did end up mastering Opa Opa. Like, I can race really well as him. Um, I've tried with the choo-choos and it's just not the best one for me. But my main one is the Bonanza Brothers. They I can oh. just, like, dominate as them. Their car goes i don't know what it is about it but it just can like corner really well and build up the boost and it's great because you have all these people on there and they're all like i'm sonic i'm shadow and then like the bonanza brothers come through and win every time i Um, wish that they they would release the stats of what was the most played racer in that in those games like tiered that'd be interesting that'd be cool yeah 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 
Um, so as far as Choo Choo Rocket's future, look at this. We're wrapping up. Um, it's possible following an exclusivity deal with the Apple Arcade that is the sequel Choo Choo Rocket Universe will see a wider release. I remember when it was announced, people were like, oh, it might come to Switch. I'm like, no. no. Um, I mean, it's unknown if it will stick to mobile or release to consoles. But like, let's be honest, hard lights behind it. They are a mobile developer. I would be very much surprised if Choo Choo Rocket Universe appears on PS4 ever. I don't think so. It'd be cool if uh, it did, though. I mean, there's it no would reason be. it wouldn't. It would it. be cool. Um, but what what is your thought on like the legacy and future of Choo Choo Rocket before we get into our Patreon members? I think it's one of those franchises that has really cool designs, but I feel like a lot of people kind of don't remember it as Sonic Team's best. I feel like there's more people that are into Ristar. Even Billy Hatcher has gotten more cameos, I feel like, even though he's had a shorter amount of existence uh, than uh, Choo Choo's have. But I do think there's... I think they're doing right on the mobile because I feel like I said touching the screen just feels better than playing a controller where you you move the mouse. And if they do bring it to uh, PS4, Switch, and all that, which they I think they should because I think yeah. Choo Choo Universe looks amazing, <clears throat> and it would be a nice budget game. I think they need to uh, let you uh, move the cru- cru- uh, cruiser or whatever uh, a lot faster. You know, let yeah. let you put the speed up. That's it. I mean, absolutely. You- um, for me, I mean, as a game that started as just a little experiment with the modem and characters on screen, it really blew up at the time. And I think the momentum has not been lost with fans of the game. It's just Sega themselves don't really care to expand on that until most recently. So it's it's great to finally see it coming back. I've seen it included on those little like memes where they're like, Sega doesn't release any games. And it's like, Here's your brand new Choo Choo Rocket. Here's your Sakura Wars. Like they mean, they mean they haven't released a new Sonic game, right? Yeah, and so it's like it's it's exciting that Choo Choo Rocket has become one of those games that have long not had a sequel and suddenly do does. Um, having said that, I'd love to see it, you know, expand more to more consoles. Uh, to more platforms and you know there's time for that there might be a brand new game they might maybe do Choo Choo Rocket Universe something else and like expand it beyond just that which I think they should um so you know I wish I was playing it right now instead of talking about it but um (laughs) you could actually with Dream Pie I think there's a online uh servers but we should read what our Patreon patrons say so if you support us at any level you can leave a comment we ask like a week in advance two weeks in advance if you're lucky um and we will read it regardless of length as proven by last week's episode yes um so here we go nicholas schaefer says so as someone who didn't get a dreamcast to tell about june 2001 I had missed this game that everyone seemed to have. So after hearing about it so much, I had to track it down. It was surprisingly hard as I didn't have the ability to use eBay. So after finally getting it in 2004, I felt it was a fun game, but wish I had found it earlier as it was a fun time waster. Uh, Brian Trong says, an addicting puzzle classic. I could play it nonstop for hours. 
and Daniel Andres, who has a choo-choo, the blue one, as his avatar, says, Oh my gosh, this game is so much fun. My wife and I have a blast every time that we get a chance to play it together. I have also now used the notorious Cat Mania theme as my mom's ringtone. It, crank, it cracks us up almost every time that she calls. This game is fun and very goofy, although the multiplayer co-op can be a little confusing. We still don't know how to use player one and two instead of three for co-op. Don't you, like, move it? You just move your cursor along the top and pick. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, Choo Choo Rocket is a lot of fun, and I would love to see it ported to modern systems. So, that's Choo Choo Rocket. We've closed the book on Choo Choo Rocket. Thanks George. for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next time, which I get to pick the game, so it's probably going to be a good episode. So Snail Maze. Snail Maze next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.